Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino and this guy is... And Conrad Toll. <laughs> I did it fast. <laughs> um, you did. Yes. Today we have a special episode because we're going to be talking about food, which everybody loves, particularly ice cream. But uh, not only ice cream, I'm not going to limit to just ice cream. I have some other food, fast food conspiracies, and uh, it should be a fun, very fun topic. This has kind of been blowing up for the past couple of months. Um, yeah, the topic we're going to talk. Yeah, it was all over the news uh, a while back. And mm-hmm. why are the McDonald's ice cream machines always down? And then uh, it just recently, I think it was uh, somebody came out with the uh, the McDonald's uh, contacted like uh, some news site and said that well, it's because our machines are going through a cleaning process and it's a special process. And then everybody was starting to look away but sure i think that some new information came to light and hopefully hopefully that one gets as much if not more coverage than it was the first time around but you know conspiracies are generally not that way generally the truth gets shoved under the carpet because nefarious motives abound (laughs) indeed so I saw a youtube video from a guy I believe his name was John Harris? Johnny, yeah, Johnny Harris. Johnny Harris. And he did a lot of research on this. He had, um, I believe, one or two people contact him, giving him extra information. He actually downloaded and printed the manual for the, let me see if I can get this right, the Taylor brand C602 ice cream machine at McDonald's. He went through the... I don't, I don't think he just just downloaded. I think he actually had to go and um, get it through uh, undisclosed means because he had to get the oh, uh, third party service people. manual. Right. Uh, he had, and so he had to get the secret service manual. Yes, because uh, through um, his research. And again, if you want to, if you want to watch this video for yourself, it's not very long. I think it's about like 20, 30 minutes. Go look mm-hmm. it up. Ice cream or type in McDonald's ice cream machines and it'll be like the first or second video that pops up. Yeah. The title of it is the real reason McDonald's ice cream machines are broken. Oh, yeah. And so he found out that there's a secret menu that locks out McDonald's employees from seeing what the error is, why the ice cream machine is broken, why it's not uh, serving ice cream anymore. And and he finds out that, okay, when all else fails, right, customers are angry, they contact the franchise owner and the owners all like call the guy, right? I I think that was his exact words call the guy yeah. and it's a yeah, it's, special technician that uh is uh 
only from Taylor. Only a Taylor uh, technician can come to a McDonald's franchise and repair this machine. Because all McDonald's franchises, when they open, uh, are required to only get one particular type of ice cream machine. It must be from the Taylor company. It's a Mm -hmm. um, business deal that was made between McDonald's and Taylor. Yeah. That they must have a Taylor's ice cream machine and only uh, Taylor uh, service people can work on the uh, ice cream machine. So, man, let's just talk about that for a second. How how shady is corporate McDonald's being to their franchise owners? Because mm-hmm. I think he said in the video, 25% of the revenue that they make, Taylor makes, is f- not selling the machines. Like, they get money from selling the machines, obviously. But 25% of that revenue, which is a lot, comes from repairs. Yeah. The, the technicians go out and... Uh rack up huge costs like to to go out to like a franchise and just do simple fixes on the machine where even if it's just a uh, a simple thing where they just press a few buttons you know it's the same thing as if somebody comes out to your house to work on your air conditioner and all they do is unclog an airline or something that's exactly what happened to me yesterday (laughs) it it only takes like five minutes the 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 drive out there cost is an exorbitant what starting out like a hundred bucks sure yeah 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 so for the technician to come out i believe he said the first 30 minutes is about a hundred bucks and then every 15 minutes after that is another 200 i think 300 dollars it's absurd yeah and then um each uh and if he only is there for 10 minutes you get charged for the whole 30 minutes yeah yeah that's that's such a (laughs) ripoff But so, it, it makes corporate a lot of money, right? And so that's why they set it up that way. When they started, corporate McDonald, um, they look at it and go, well, we can make a lot of money with this Taylor company. Mm-hmm. Taylor company uh, gives gets us these machines. Um, so we buy these machines from them at a discounted rate. And we get into these uh, this uh, agreement with them where we say that the franchisers have to upfront their service repair costs. Well, not upfront, but hold the service sure. repair costs. Yeah. So they don't pay that. All they're doing is uh, they, they get... Um, in fact, you know what it might be? I think the, the Taylor pays McDonald's for exclusive rights to... It has uh, to be. Them... Then uh, McDonald's gets money paid from um, the, the Taylor company, so they uh, ha- only can put their machines in there. So they they buy the rights to put their machines in there, mm. and then they get their money back from the franchisers um, who uh, have to pay that money. You know, the, the franchisees who have to pay that money to Taylor to, to buy the machine and to pay the recost. So the money is both of them are taking advantage of the the franchisor. The fran- franchisee, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The franchisee uh, pays money to the franchisor. Uh, uh, so I guess, yeah, it goes it goes up the line from the franchisee to Taylor, from Taylor to the franchisor. There we go. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly and shady. Of that, and because of that, the it since you're stuck with this machine, it, it if Taylor was to make their machine better, so it only broke down, you know very like twice a very year rarely. or something like yeah. that what benefit does that give them almost nothing so they're incentivized to 
have their machine break down more often so they can send out their technician to do simple fixes right. that really doesn't require a lot of um, probably time not even for them. Probably not even a legit fix. It's probably just like a system reset that they can only yeah. get through their uh, technician uh, secret menu. And the machine itself has like all of these special things where if you go outside of the parameters, like you overfill it just a little bit, you know, you you pour it so it goes over the right. build too much line. In fact, it probably you're supposed to be like an inch below the max fill line. And if you go up to the max fill line, then it's probably going to give you an error <laughs> and it's going to give you a random generated number that's not in English and just like, you know, code 207. <laughs> you don't know what that means. But it won't let you do anything. It just locks the machine down. You have to call the guy out who does, you know, the reset and says, oh. And then he doesn't tell you, hey, that means you overfilled the machine. He just leaves. So right. you don't know what you did wrong. You do it wrong the next time. And bam, you're paying this guy to come out every time you need to make ice cream. Easy couple hundred bucks on their end. So essentially, what would be a minimum wage worker's job they're having this trained technician to come out there and make ice cream for you at hundreds of dollars a month. Mm. It's uh, it's pretty so. bad. And uh, so, you know, to just try this for ourselves, I went out to McDonald's and uh, I wanted to get some ice cream and just to see what they would say if they had some, if they didn't, what, what their excuse was. So I went a total of three times in two weeks, right? Two weeks time period. Mm-hmm. I went twice, once per week. Uh, the first time, they did not have ice cream, and their excuse was that they ran out of Oreos. Now, they could have been telling the truth, but <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think they were. It, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a weird reply, right? Like, oh, no, sorry, we, we don't have any Oreos, so we can't make you any ice cream. So did you ask for something that didn't have Oreos? I didn't. Yeah, I hate plain vanilla ice cream, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh the second time i went they absolutely had some and they actually uh well you know what it, it could have been true because the second time i got ice cream the following week and they did have some they gave like the, the mcflurry they only have two sizes right a snack size and a and a regular size i got a regular uh-huh. size half of that cup was filled with oreos and the other half <laughs> was ice cream it 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 over, they gave me so much Oreos. It was ridiculous. I actually dumped some out in the trash can because it was Ugh. just so much. So they, I guess they could have ran out of Oreos because some employee doesn't know when to stop putting Oreos <laughs> in there. But I've, I've tried other restaurants, right? I went out. Mm-hmm. I tried other places. Wendy's uh, the two, uh, two times in the two weeks. No problem. Uh, got ice cream both those times. I went to Sonic. One time they didn't have ice cream. The second time they had ice cream. Um, but I also think that they were just out of food in general because they said they didn't have any French fries. They didn't have any onion rings. So I was like, okay, (laughs) well, obviously I see the problem with Sonic. And then I went to Freddy's. Freddy's is a, they they have this frozen custard. Yeah. Isn't it a, uh, Southern States only thing? I think it started in California and it's only in the, the the Southern States. I don't know the history behind Freddy's. They sell steak burgers that are absolutely amazing. But I don't know if you'd like them, Conrad. Um, so they sell their ice cream, a regular size, and you can buy a pint. Like, they give you this pre-package. It's not pre-package. It's, it's in an actual Freddy's um, package, pint. Mm. And you can ask for any blend that you want. So they have a list of toppings. And so you go up to them and say, hey, I want a pint of vanilla with blended 
uh, M&Ms or Oreos or whatever. I got two pints of blended Oreos. Delicious, but it was like 1,200 calories. So I did not finish any of them that day. I think I ate like a couple of spoons worth. Um, but it, yeah, they had it. So McDonald's is the only one I really had problems with. I didn't try and Dairy Queen, think- but I've had Dairy Queen in the past before and I've never, they've never said they were out of ice cream. So I don't think Dairy Queen is a problem either. I have once upon a time, like five years ago, they said that they didn't have ice cream at Dairy Queen. It's a rare occurrence. Rare occurrence. But then again, it's a rare occurrence. I go to Dairy Queen because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like their ice cream. All their, all their ice cream tastes the same. You can still taste that bland vanilla-y glue sure. stuff. Yeah. I tried to do along Eric's lines and uh, go around and see if I could um, go to different restaurants and see if they had ice cream. But unfortunately, I live out in the boonies and unlike Eric, who lives in the city. You don't have a lot of options. I, I, I did not have a lot of options and the mom and pop shop in town that sells ice cream uh went out of business and the the jack-in-the-box shut down and (laughs) another one closed for renovation and too many problems bad timing uh, all the only place i could really go to was uh water burger and they have some pretty nasty ice cream there so did you get did you get a regular shake or did you get a malt i got a malt yeah okay because usually the malts are better than their regular just well, this time it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad but i i wouldn't go there regularly enough you just to, wouldn't recommend to, it <laughs> <laughs> well i got the the root beer malt thing not the root beer what do they call that dr pepper oh, the, malt, yeah the had. dr pepper one that's nasty <laughs> i don't like the dr pepper malt anyway whatever the case is i failed at that at, at that adventure it's okay so, so most of the the um the thing about uh, McDonald's uh whole ice cream deal can be solved though because the same company um what was it I keep thinking Mayweather but it's not Mayweather it's Taylor yeah Taylor. Uh, they make they make good machines for other companies that aren't oh, locked yeah. into their their contract uh they make them for um Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A uh, Wendy's uh, In-N-Out and I believe Burger yeah, King as well others. And those machines don't have problems. It's only the ones that are sent to McDonald's. Right. I don't I don't even think that the other restaurants even order that particular machine, the C six oh two. I think that's exclusive Mm -hmm. to McDonald's. Yeah, it it is. It it supposedly is a special machine, uh, <laughs> as in it heats when you go, it goes through this cleaning cycle where it it repasteurizes the ice cream. It melts it down, boils it, and then you know heats it to the point where it kills all the germs inside of it, and then it goes back and then it turns it into ice cream again. Has anybody Which gotten not- sick from eating ice cream? Um, yes, but not in the germ fashion. Like I, that, yeah, well, that, that's what I was asking. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You'll get an upset tummy or something if you eat too much ice cream. Like, but like the whole boiling the ice cream thing is that that's not even necessary. I don't think I, I would not think it's necessary. Um, but I think for some guidelines from like the FDA, it causes places that do not boil their ice cream to have to throw out their ice cream after a while. And, um, clean out the machine sure. and then make new stuff. But uh, from my knowledge of working in the food industry, I'm sure that that guideline gets skipped every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, does it probably do that. <laughs> so, um, 
I really don't think it's that much of an added benefit. Uh, and also, I think that it makes their flurries as well as their ice cream cone. Like, all their ice cream comes from one machine. They don't have to have a different machine for their shakes as well as their uh, ice cream cones. Which I don't know if that's an unusual feature, if that's something that most um, places don't have. I'm or not, I'm not most sure. most machines will do that. Uh, I do know that in the mom and pop shops that generally what they'll have is an ice cream machine and then they'll have a blender. Right, right, yeah. Um, you could you could go that route, listeners. You can all go to your favorite restaurants or fast food and get ice cream. But why? Why would you do that? Why would you settle for subpar quality? <laughs> that, I no, I'm serious. Me and Conrad, uh, we were talking about this before we started the show. And we come to the belief that they're probably made with powdered I know some places are made with powdered ice cream that they just mix with milk later on. Why would you do that? You can get ice cream from your grocery store, which is going to be real ice cream, or you can just make it yourself at home. I have yeah, an ice cream machine. I, mean, I make my own so, ice cream all the time. I have an ice cream machine as well, but I, I don't make ice cream all that often, really. I, I buy it from the store, and then I mix with bourbon and stuff. <laughs> well, I, I just, I crave ice cream almost every day, so I have no problem making my own. <laughs> and, yeah, and when you make it at home, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Like, you can make your own caramel and well that's that's actually kind of dangerous i do it i've never made my own fingers <laughs> um you can make you know get, go find caramel and stuff and all the other things that you want to make you know the, the the blend that you like extra caramel sure less caramel all of that stuff if you want it or don't want it or chocolate milk uh, chocolate peanut butter with caramel mm. or something nasty like that you wouldn't find in regular places sure but you just yeah anyway i i I don't like McDonald's. <laughs> Disclaimer. Well, 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 I do not like McDonald's. Millions of people all around the world love McDonald's. Yes. They serve, um, I think it's six million, no, 60 million people a day. Now, how many <laughs> wow. burgers they serve is, I don't know, but um, most places don't serve people. They, they serve food, but. I, uh, I I used to never go to McDonald's for their burgers. I just used to go for their chicken nuggets. But then when I found out that they make their chicken nuggets with a chicken paste, it kind of just turned me off on yeah. it. And I was like, you know what? I'll just stick to uh, making my own chicken. I think I'm okay with it. <laughs> Yeah, they call that pink slime. Pink slime. There you go. So what they do is they actually mix it with, um, used to, uh, they would break down the meat with ammonia and then they would chemically extract okay. the ammonia <laughs> and they would leave, uh, and they would leave the meat, uh, in it's, uh, rendered almost, I don't know, pre-digested form, kind of like, I don't know, regurgitated Gross. bird food or something. And that was known as, um, pink slime. Uh, or uh, as they like to call it, uh, lean, finely textured beef. That's what they would. Uh, beef? It's not beef. It's chicken. Oh well, pink slime. Uh, do they do that was, for their it, burgers too? <laughs> yes, they do. Or well, they used to. They're, they're not. They're not supposed to do it anymore. They've moved on to other sure, processes sure. that don't use ammonia. But I'm sure it's roughly the same idea. I'm sure they. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's a similar process in the factory, and then they just freeze it, send it over mm-hmm. to McDonald's. That's really uh, gross. Uh, so let's see. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty nasty. I misread that the first time around. It's nastier than I thought. Uh, so yes, they actually still use that in the process. <laughs> they heat. Uh, uh, they heat the the um 
they heat it up, melt the fat, and use centrifuges to remove the meat from uh, the bone and all of that sort of thing. Uh, and then, so, so like they, they grind the whole thing up and then they separate it through centrifuge. <gasps> and then the resulting paste is exposed to ammonia gas at, to kill the bacteria. And in 2001, the USDA approved uh, that for limited human consumption. Whatever limited human consumption is. I can tell you right Uh, now, McDonald's is not limited to serving it. But it's uh, still banned in the European Union to use. Because they know better. (laughs) They're like, no, we're not going to be those silly Americans. So they use the same thing for um, chicken. So that's how it all comes in all those funny shapes. <gasps> it's because it's it's not it's not actually shaped like that to start with. It's they can they pour it into molds and cook it that way. Let me tell you about a conspiracy theory that's going around for fast food chicken. Okay, it's called fast food mut- mutant chickens. I don't I don't know if you've heard of this. This is fairly new to me. No. So no, I I, it, it's another conspiracy theory that uh, that's come up to light recently, and it came up because fast food sells so much food, right? And in order to keep up with the con- the consumers, they they uh, they use genetic engineering to create mutant chickens with massive breasts and no heads. Uh, yeah yeah it was like lab meat in a way yeah but it's still alive just doesn't have a head and it has a lot of meat on it well i know that they've i know of genetically engineered animals um so that they uh, grow more meat that one's not new Uh, i mean you you read any milk container it'll say uh made with milk from not uh no does not have milk from cows that were used with artificially uh, artificial growth hormones or something like that sure so the key word is artificial so it could have natural growth hormones (laughs) injected into it and the thing is you won't find that on all meats so what that means is Yes, they very much know how to artificially change animals so they have more meat, but I didn't know they had it so they could make them only part of the animal. I'm but going, I wouldn't surprise I'm, me. I'm going to send you a picture. Me. I'm going to send you a picture right now. Uh, I don't know if I want to see it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's very similar oh, to God. this. Very oh, similar no. to that. Just chop off the head and it's still walking around. Still alive. Okay. That's... I don't... Uh, how do I unsee this? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's uh, that's been plaguing me since I've seen it. Terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I hope that's not true. Four-legged chicken? Four-legged, three-winged chicken, no fur, I mean, no fur on it, no hair on it. Feathers, feathers. Feathers. Birds don't grow hair. Well, you could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense because, like, the legs and the wings, those are the, the things that are... Um, Sold at ridiculous prices. Yep. Uh, you know, barbecue wings. The next time you're biting through a chicken uh, wing, just think it came from something like like that looks like that. <laughs> it's just ah, uh, it's just terrible. So I wonder if chicken tenders are still safe because the way that chicken tenders are supposed to be made is. Um, uh, have you ever bought a whole roasted chicken? Yes. So if you uh, rip off the, the, the top part of the chicken, the, well, you know, they serve the chicken upside down generally. Sure. Uh, so the top part would be the chicken breasts. If you pull all of that meat off, 
underneath it, you will find um, what are called the chicken tenders uh, underneath that. Interesting. And those part is what's taken out and it's supposed to be deep fried and making chicken tenders. So chicken tenders are supposed to be the premium part of the chicken. That's like the the loin for mm. uh, beef and that sort of thing. It, it's the cream of the crop. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem right. That's, I mean, it disturbing. might be. At, at this point, you might as well just be like, yeah, yeah, we, we grow chickens with roots and we turn them into milk. So it might as well be cream of the crop. That's gross. <sighs> Well, it looks like we're coming up on a break, uh, so don't go anywhere. We have plenty more interesting facts and stories for you guys. We'll be right back. And we're back from the break. So, like I said, we have plenty of other stories, and uh, I don't want to go into another different conspiracy I have for fast food until you're done with McDonald's. I don't know what else you have on McDonald's. Uh, Oh, wait. um, Yes, you do have something, don't you? So, there's... Actually, a few different ones I have about McDonald's, but I guess I could uh, get through them fairly quickly. So McDonald's has been known for being cutthroat uh, quite a quite a few different times. Um, I uh, even in its founding, uh, I know many people have seen the documentary. There was a a dramatized documentary movie made of uh, when uh, what was his name? Something Croc, <laughs> so, uh, Ray Croc. Uh, was the there was two brothers the McDonald brothers who the the uh, restaurants named after started the McDonald's as we know it you know with the doing away with silverware and uh, glass dishes that, and what they would do is instead have it wrapped in disposable uh, wrappers and in a paper sack and all of that so they could just give the uh, stuff out the 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 food. And people wouldn't have to return it and they wouldn't have to wash dishes and it would keep business going faster. And they it made an assembly line process and streamlined the whole burger making thing and modernized uh, the, the, the McDonald's process. And then um, Ray Kroc came along and he was the fellow who made it a successful franchise. Mm. But in doing so, he pretty much stole the business out from McDonald's. And I won't go into all of that, but there's a great movie about it. I actually don't even remember the name of the movie, but it it shows, you know, how he uses, he sued them out of ownership pretty much of McDonald's. Mm. Um, Is it a movie movie or a documentary? It's a, it's a movie, but it's, you know, based on the actual happenings. But it does. I, I probably take a few creative liberties, but the the whole idea that he practically stole McDonald's from them is, is definitely true. Was it was it called uh, the founder? I think so. The true story of Ray Kroc, a struggling salesman from Illinois. Yeah, that's, that sounds that's about right. Uh, so after he got, yep, I guess that is it. After he um, became a successful. Um, franchiser he you know on one hand he was just a ruthless cold-hearted business person and on the other hand he was oh wait nope that was all he was (laughs) (laughs) cold-hearted bottom line only kind of a fella sure so even though he you could say that you know certain things that he did were good because he focused entirely on the bottom line and promoted uh self uh self-reliance and that sort of thing and that all in itself is not bad. Um, he had quite a, a few evil things that he did, like 
steal the business, but also he, did you know that he donated um, over a quarter million dollars to Richard Nixon's uh, campaign in the 70s? Wow. In the 60s, so that uh, Richard Nixon would veto the minimum wage um, hike that they were going to have. (laughs) A 20 cents minimum wage hike. He... um, very much against that sort of thing. Um, anyway, so it's not at all surprising that given its founding, McDonald's has always remained a very cutthroat and mean-spirited, cold-hearted business. Sure. Um, and, and from that, uh, there was uh, a, a conspiracy that they had a scandal in... It ranged for quite a few years. There was the uh, McDonald's Monopoly um, scandal. Where they sure. they had this contest where if when you bought a, a a a product at McDonald's, they would throw in like a little sticker, and some of those stickers would say you know instant winner or something like that on it, and and you could get certain different types of prizes and that sort of thing. But then there was like a few in there where you could get up to like a million dollars or a free car or a vacation to somewhere. I remember this really. And then, um, there was a fella who he would cut open the envelopes when they were, cause you know, after they printed and made these stickers that were of high value, they would hold them in a vault until they were ready to be shipped off. Cause only a certain amount would be put into production each sure. um, month. And when they were put into production, they would have a bunch of people pull, uh, you know, do a, a confirmed security drawl out of the, the safe and they would put them in an envelope and then they would security seal the envelope and then they'd give it to this one fellow to deliver that to the factory. And, you know, they had a whole security regiment on how it was delivered to the factory to be put into the, the products. Well, he figured out a way to cut open the envelopes and take out the stickers, swap them for uh, valueless ones, and then reseal it without um, damaging the tamper seal or he replaced the tamper seal. Mm-hmm. And doing that, he stole something like $25 million dollars. <laughs> yeah um and it and the people who would win these high prizes would be the employees family of uh, the company that uh-huh. did this for mcdonald's so it's i wouldn't say surprising that no. given its corporate um atmosphere that this sort of thing would come up inside their own employees uh oh and i've i think i have the craziest conspiracy of the day of mcdonald's go for it uh, it's a, also a mcdonald's one McDonald's, the McDonald's brothers were alleged Satanists. (laughs) And to this day, inside of their um, McDonald's uh, corporate, there remain Satanists that they put in charge. And the Satanists are uh, use their position of power to carry out Satanic rituals inside of a McDonald's. Like what? So the idea is that after they really started getting rolling and the McDonald's brothers, before they were uh, kicked out of McDonald's by Roy, uh, Ray Kroc, were Satanists. Um, so it would have happened between the time where they started getting popular and then the point where they're kicked out that in so- they met when they joined high society as, you know, recent millionaires and famous businessmen. 
Sure. Uh, they were exposed to um, the Illuminati and the Satanists in California, where they were living and uh, in part of their high society, and that one of them was a known donor to um, the, the Satanist there, the, the Church of Satan. So that is the, um, the prelude to <laughs> the, what that was found, that there was human meat found, uh, traces of human meat found in McDonald's. Uh, that when it was, there was a, uh, when they were testing, um, a random McDonald's burger, there was found to be, tr uh, human DNA found inside the meat. Mm. So quite nasty that not nah, exactly how it was. Uh, and then the, the uh, FDA, uh, found human children inside a, uh, vehicle that was on its way to a processing warehouse in Oklahoma. And um, so that it was going to be blended into the uh, all the other meat. And it, I, I don't know if you know this, but it's that a single McDonald's patty can hold up meat from over 100 different cows. I didn't know that, yeah. So the way that it works is they kill something like uh, 300 and... 70,000 cows a year uh, for their, their hamburgers. And then they just churn them all into one, uh, uh, not all of them at once, but they just put them into the, the, the meat all into the, the blender and all of that where they do their ammonium extract deal and <laughs> turn it into the pink mm -hmm. paste from which they make the burgers. And the idea is these uh, human sacrifices that the uh, church of Satan have been doing part of it is that after they've desecrated the human flesh and all of that, and then they put it, uh, their sacrifice into, uh, the meat and, um, distributed it for, I'm guessing some sort of evil cultish purpose. I don't know exactly what they believe it'll do. Probably something like if you eat the meat of some sort of child, then mm. I don't know. <laughs> Something bad. You get weird powers <laughs> or something. Yeah. Hmm. So. Very interesting. Um, <clears throat> of course, you know, it, it, McDonald's wouldn't be the only company that's associated with Illuminati or Satan worship. Uh-oh. Do you have a weirder one? I wouldn't say weirder one, but yeah, I got a few. But I'll let you finish, though. No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty much wrapping it up. <laughs> I, as far as I can tell, there was no legal follow-up to that. I see. They never figured out where the child came from or how it ended up in the back of the meat car. Or Ooh. I think it was chalked up to some sort of an accident. Um, what they want you to believe. And the theory itself is a little bit of an oddball one. Uh, <laughs> um, because the person um, who, who uh, wrote this article, uh, their video was taken down. They had a video of it on uh, YouTube and the video itself was removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they had a whole different one of how it was tied into biblical prophecies and that sort of thing, but uh, and, and people masquerading as true Israelites or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> that's pretty much about the oh, end of it. Oh my god! Um, so at the end of the day, McDonald's not such a good company overall. Oh well, I mean, I mean, for, surprise! On forget that. the ice cream machine. So what if it's down for? 
I don't know, weeks on end or whatever. But a Satanist well, see, corporation? The they get you cooked in on the ice cream, and then they, they, they turn off the ice cream machines because they really don't want you producing ice cream. So you show up to get them like flurry, right? Sure. And it's not available. So, I mean, what are Might you Might as well do? get a oh, burger. Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah. Might as well get some, some pasty like, chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's so... The sad thing is, I think I might still be going to McDonald's at some point in the future. What? I haven't gone to McDonald's in years. I didn't even go to McDonald's for the... Um... Look, as long as they're not doing anything nefarious to their french fries, which I adore, then yeah, I'll go back. <laughs> Eric, the nefariousness, they serve them cold. <sighs> That's true, and sometimes they're not even salted. <laughs> That's the a true crime the true to society. Whore. That is the true crime. So, like I mentioned, McDonald's wouldn't be the only company that would be associated with the Illuminati or Satanism. I have, well, I don't have proof of this per se, but there's a lot of speculation, yes, but a lot of, a lot of people believe that Starbucks, of all people, of all companies, are are satanic themselves. I don't know about oh, yeah, yeah. in league heard, with I've yeah. yeah. I don't th- I don't know if they're in league with the Illuminati per se, but I know that there's a lot of controversy around their logo. So when Starbucks started out their company, they they had an original logo and it's pretty much kind of the same today, but they had to change it up a bit to make it look more appealing, not so sinister. And, and, and take the the boobs off. <laughs> well, not even the boobs. So here's the thing. Let me see if I can find the picture here. So I can at least show it to you. Here it is. It's um. So when you grab their original logo and you flip it upside down, it actually Ooh. reveals the Baphomet demon I eating the mermaid. And you can see from the picture to the right, the top right image, that it's also meant to be in a, pe- a pentagram. And you can still do the same thing with the logo today it still looks very similar it just doesn't look as bad you see how crazy that looks yeah i'm trying to see how so they they got it by cutting so if you draw the circles um, i don't i'm not seeing the pentagram give me a second <laughs> well the head right um is pointing down so that would be the that would be the one point Right. The other point is uh, going directly over to the coffee. The other point is uh, going directly to the spices. And then the top would be the Starbucks. Would be the two, two front points. Oh, because... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So they're trying to make it not look so obvious, but that's what it is, position-wise. And like I said, you can still do it with today's logo, the whole green, the white-green logo one, because it's still very mm-hmm. similar. So if you flip that around, you're going to get pretty much the same thing. It's kind of nuts. It's kind of... And there's a whole nother conspiracy behind Starbucks. So in the last few, I want to say year or two, people have been noticing that when you go order your coffee, and you have, I don't, I don't know if you've ever been there, but I'm sure you're aware of, they, they ask for your name and they write it on your cup. Yeah. So they're purposefully misspelling your name. There was a couple mm-hmm. of videos on YouTube where different YouTubers, not one, it's not just one video that I saw. It was at least from four different YouTubers who went out and did this experiment for themselves. They went to a Starbucks. They went through the drive-thru. A couple of them went inside and they clearly uh, said their name. Like, my name is Ralph 
or my name is John, right? They will come back with a completely different name written on their cup every single time. And the reason for that is, is they wanted to start uh, this this uh, a minor conspiracy about Starbucks. So to uh, draw attention and to get more people to go to Starbucks. <laughs> Isn't that just bizarre advertisement? I was expecting to be more nefarious. Like, no, 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 no. It wasn't they, like... They, they... They're changing your true identity by writing your name properly on the demonic. Exactly. Cup. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, actually, it's kind of weird. Sounds like so. <laughs> I guess as far as some conspiracies go, that one's not not the weirdest. It's not certainly so like not it's the weirdest. In, but. It's in Starbucks training to um, misspell the names. <laughs> yeah. So first day on the job. All right. If this guy tells you his name is uh, is Michael, you put Jonathan. <laughs> it's it's just kind of weird, you know? It's just Starbucks being weird. And, um, yeah, that's what I got about Starbucks. Now, the other restaurant that actually has some ties to, Lim- to the Illuminati is some of the, um, what would you call it, the CEO or stockholders? The people up, high up in, in Taco Bell have been associated with... I guess that would be the CEO. And CEO, uh... yeah. And the board of directors. Yeah, well, they have, they've been publicly known to be uh, Illuminati, like 33 hmm. degree Masons or something like that. Now, they have a lot of weird things about Taco Bell. Like, apparently, there's something you can do with their logo as well, and it comes out with a pyramid. I think that one's a bit like you're stretching, just trying to come up with something well, I mean, on that it's part. It's hard to. Hard I mean, to it's a that. bell, right? You, you can make out a pyramid shape if you want, it's a bell gonna have a very similar shape but there's a lot of other weird things about it like their meat not being 100% real meat it's like 70% real meat and the other percent is unknown and just weird things in general like that like I've never I I'm not a frequent eater at Taco Bell I've been there a few times but I don't know that one's a weird one for me so clearly the best thing to do is just stop eating fast food yeah well I'm sure if you dig long enough you can find out weird things about just about every fast food place there is um but here's another weird one that kind of got me thinking a little bit like i had to i had to go check this out for myself so there is a conspiracy theory around recycled pizza for chuck e cheese pizza oh no <laughs> the title gives I, I it away went to chuck e cheese i never went to chuck e cheese <laughs> right i've never heard good things about them never so one theory there's there's two different conspiracies about Chuck E. Cheese. One of them is the recycled pizza. And that's when people started noticing that when they ordered a pizza to, to take home, they were given a pizza uh, um, completely made of used, uneaten slices of pizza from their, from their um, buffet. It's so weird. So, like, before when you would go to Chuck E. Cheese, you could order a pizza and they would hand it to you fresh, like, in a giant pizza pan, and they would just cut it in front of you, and then you eat it, right? Well, well, they're f- no. well you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Anyways, uh, not everyone finishes their pizza, especially when you have a kid's party, right? You're going to have a bunch of pizza left over. So, apparently what they would do is they would grab that pizza, take it to the back, and they would complete orders and reuse that pizza. So they would complete mm. slices and people have taken pictures. You can go on Google and type in Chuck E. Cheese recycled pizza. You will find weird pizzas from people that took pictures of their of their takeout order. And you can see the misshaped pizzas that completes a pie for them. 
It's so bizarre. Now, I believe uh, Chuck E. Cheese has come out on the news recently and, and denied these these rumors, but, I mean, the picture I speaks mean, for itself. Hard, yeah, no. <laughs> and the other... Okay, here's the other conspiracy about Chuck E. Cheese. So, they have a... a, a like a virtual rebranded pizza company that that they still make pizzas in their in their very own kitchens in Chuck E. Cheese's pizza, but they call it Pasquale's. So if you order a pizza from Pasquale's on Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, that pizza is the same pizza from Chuck E. Cheese. Now this oh. is a hundred percent true because the owner got caught and he fessed up to it. He's like, we weren't getting a lot of business at the time, and in order to sell some pizzas, we just came up with a, a fake brand and sold it under that name. This is the shadiest things that companies do. Um, I got one more treat for everybody, and let me see if I could find Here we go. Now, I believe I've talked about this before, and that's Panda Express. I don't know if you remember me talking about Panda Express. A little. So there's a little bit of an update, but I'm going to go through the whole story just so... People can can hear it and not have to go back to a past episodes and try and find it. Because you probably won't because Panda Express was never <laughs> in the title. So, yeah, I don't even know what episode that was in. But there's a conspiracy theory of a guy who went to Panda Express, right? And, and so he came to... And it, it's kind of odd where he made this post at. Because you would think it would be like Reddit or some food forum, right? Wrong. Or the reviews. Or or the review section of Google or something similar. No. This is on a forum for a video game website. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird. Um, but people who have been commenting on this on this thread are like, I thought this was a joke, but it's not. But anyways, he called it Panda Express is aiding the NWO, the New World Order. So here's the original post. It says, this is uh, startling news. Every day, the New World Order comes closer to reaching their goal. After numerous attempts to find a lead on the New World Order's plans, I recently discovered that the restaurant chain Panda Express is aiding them in their attempt for global domination. <laughs> On July 27th, 2011, at 11.45 a.m., I arrived at my apartment, and I had just gotten back from class and was feeling very hungry. I don't usually go out to eat, but today was a good day as I found out that my favorite kind of Pop-Tarts, wild berries, were being sold at the local grocery store. Never had them before, uh, but now I'm I'm doing um, extraordinary well in my class, so I, I thought I'd treat myself to a good Good little treat there. There are many restaurants close to my apartment, but Ban Panda Express seems to be the most appealing because I love Chinese food and I've never eaten there before. 11.55 a.m., I arrived at Panda Express. I walk in and was very surprised about how clean it was and how suspicious everything seemed at the same time. I was hoping for an all-out buffet, but was severely disappointed at the Subway uh, style of line that they had set up. However, as long as the food was good, I didn't care. Um, as I get closer to the food, it keeps looking more and more disgusting. It's never, it's, it, it's okay, never judge a book by its cover. At 11.58 a.m., I ordered the main dish, two entrees. As I get towards the end of the line, I was disappointed at the look of the food and felt robbed when I paid $8 for it. 
as I took my cup to fill it with my drink. They didn't have, uh, except for a soda that I hate, so I quit drinking soda and I didn't want that, so I just had to have water. Gross. Guy goes on. Uh, the food was god-awful. It felt like I was tearing a hole through my stomach. I ate a, a little more at least to get my money's worth and was surprised that there were a decent amount of people showing up to eat their crappy food. Sure, people have their opinions, but damn, that was just too bad to recommend to anybody I know. 11.54 a.m. Just as I'm about to leave, I see two well-dressed guys enter. They were both wearing black, uh, black suits. One of them was wearing sunglasses, but the other one wasn't. They went directly to the back, and, it, and, uh, and I see the woman at the register and another, and another one follow them. I hear a bunch of shouting, but I couldn't make out anything except a man's voice, two young women yelling at them. After a few minutes, the men left, and the two women looked like they had just seen a ghost. There could be many theories to fit this, but one that makes the most sense to me, Panda Express is aiding the New World Order. I think Panda put something in their food to make people come back. Me? I'm too strong-willed and strong-minded. Even Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Their food is awful, but people keep coming back. It's astonishing. Also, the two men in suits are also uh, kind of suspicious. He puts fishy, but uh, I'll... I'll have to investigate. I need a team to help me fight the new world order. We'll have meetings on this board about our findings. We must stop the NWO. Someone has to, even if it, uh, even if I do this alone, but who's with me? So that was, that was the end. (laughs) That was the end of his rant. And a lot of people were commenting like, it's not supposed to be funny, but it actually happened. Happened to me as well. I saw two guys enter. And then another post said, I'm in the suburbs, Oak Forest, about 20 minutes away from Chicago. Just got here a few weeks ago, and I thought I would uh, go here for some food. I'm close to a big city, but surprisingly, uh, can only get McDonald's uh, McDonald's and the, uh, McDonald's meal for five to seven bucks. But I thought I'd check out Panda Express. And then he updates us. If I can find it, he updates us in a another post down here. Ah, here we go. So this is update. I think this was uh, well, I don't know, a couple of months after that. I formed a group called the EPE, the Eradication of Panda Express. I'll post a topic every few weeks or so about my progress of overthrowing the NWO. The NWO has gotten away with this for long enough, and it's time someone stops them. And that was the Panda Express. Interesting. So I'm guessing he has not succeeded since that was 2011. I'm guessing not, because they're still in business. <laughs> yeah, I think that the we uh, either that was the Men in Black episode, or that was a New World Order episode. Could have been the food industry episode we did. Could have been. But I think it would have really been, it really belonged in the Men in Black. It episode. sounds like Men in Black. <laughs> but then there's no UFOs. But no, no, no. Hypnotism. Ah, yes. They do do that. They do that a lot, don't they? <laughs> I wonder if because that you know that they put a lot of addictive things into, especially snack foods like chips and that sure. sort of thing. I wonder. I mean, it's not too much of a stretch to say think that. I mean, maybe that's what the other twenty five percent of what McDonald's burgers are. <laughs> Just addicting they chemicals. Used be, there used to be what cocaine and Coca Cola. Yep. I believe that was the, if I remember correctly, the original 1886 formula for Coke. 
So I would imagine that they probably have something addictive that they're putting. Because I almost never have a craving to eat fast food unless I've just recently eaten it. So that does make it seem as though it's addicting, you know? That, you know, if you go cold turkey for a bit and then you're fine and then you'll go back, you know, a few years later and be like, ah, I just got to stop and get something to eat. And then like for the next three weeks, it's all sure. you think about. The only thing I'm really addicted to is pizza, peanut butter. <laughs> not the two together. Um, <laughs> I've tried that. It is not, not great. Yeah. Maybe like but a dessert I, pizza I would, with peanut butter and chocolate. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I can't. I can't imagine why it is that people go to certain fast food restaurants. Like, why? What is even so... How many places have you been to where you're consistently given bad food, poor temperature, all that sort of stuff, the terrible menu, and people still go, go back? I've never heard anyone say, you know, I love Taco Casa or something like that. <laughs> Wait, is that, did I get the name right? Is it is it... Tacos, it's taco something. There's certainly uh, a, a fella from. There's certainly a taco casa in your neck of the woods. Oh, so it must. Be, I'm, I'm thinking of something else then. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. I've I've never heard anyone say, "Oh, Taco Bell is great." I've heard many people from Mexico, like actual Mexican citizens, say that Taco Bell is the same thing as heresy. Like if if Taco Bell was, uh, if Mexican food was, you know the catholic church then taco bell is you know not even presbyterians it's something like a mormons or something <laughs> it's a good analogy there <laughs> um this is this is a little bit unusual but we're gonna take one final break and then we're gonna come back with our final conclusions so don't go anywhere be right back and we're back from the break so i forgot what what we were talking about just before the break uh we were talking about uh panda express oh the addict the addictiveness of fast food in general mm-hmm. yeah i'm not i don't know i've eaten taco bell before but i've never felt addicted to it after i eaten it like i don't feel i need to go back to taco bell soon after so i'm guessing their whatever chemical that they're using to make the food addictive is not not very strong now, McDonald's, on the other hand, that's pretty strong for me. There have been mm. a few times I've given up McDonald's for a period of time. The first time I did was there was this uh, documentary style movie called Supersize Me that made me not want to eat McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, where this guy ate nothing but McDonald's as his, as his main diet. Just McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And he gained and like he gained something like thirty pounds. Yeah, like thirty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really quick. And then he was like, oh, "I'm having a hard time breathing, and I just don't have that much energy. I don't feel like doing anything." <laughs> and then his girlfriend at the time, maybe his wife now, I don't know, but uh, she was a like a nutritionist, so she cooked all his meals after that experiment and got him back to health healthy status and lost some weight. So when I saw that documentary, I did stop eating fast food in general for, I think six months. That's a long time for me. Okay. So I have not eaten at McDonald's since 2008, at least. Wow. 
in 2014, I went back to McDonald's and ordered a soda. That was it. I was not going to get anything <laughs> to eat. I found a spider frozen in my ice inside the drink. Oh, I think you told me about this once. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. And then just last year, in the midst of the pandemic, I went to McDonald's. And I was like, you know what? I will order a Big Mac. <laughs> and the time was like 6 a.m. at this 24-hour McDonald's. Mm. It was really early, and I was really hungry because I had not eaten dinner the night before. And... They said, sorry, sir, we do not serve McDonald's until 10 a.m. We don't serve, yeah, the Big Mac till 10 a.m. And I said, you know what? That must be a sign. <laughs> I didn't get anything. Yeah. So I am going on 13 years McDonald's free. It's quite a long time. When's the last time I had a McDonald's? I would not say that I, I am significantly healthier than the majority of people, though. <laughs> I think it's been a month since my last McDonald's meal, <laughs> which for the average American, that's quite long. Yeah, yeah, because I think America makes up two thirds of McDonald's um, revenue or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a little less. So if you have 16 million a day and you take that down to 40 million a day Americans. Well, let's say, let's be generous. Let's say 30 million Americans. Mm -hmm. That would mean, on average, it would be Americans would eat at McDonald's once every six days. So once a week? That sounds about right. Yeah, about once a week, because it's a little more than 300, Amer 300 million Americans. Mm -hmm. It's like 340 Americans. <clears throat> I once knew a guy... Who would eat McDonald's every day. Yeah, I've known those fellows too. <laughs> and uh, they were very hard workers. So they weren't fat. And then they retired and they got fat very fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're not burning the calories. <clears throat> but you're still used to eating tons of fat and oils. It's, it's mostly all the food is. It's oil. You cook the fries in the oil and it absorbs it like a sponge. And then you got the deep fried. I bet there's oil. <laughs> okay, no. It, it's mostly just chlorine and ammonium. That, that's Oops. what it is. Um, <laughs> did you, have you seen the, the person who has their McDonald's hamburger for like since 1970 or something? Oh, yeah. They try to preserve it for as long as they can. And it looks well, the no, same. It, yeah, and they haven't done anything really special with it. They keep it in a closet. <laughs> wow. It's not wrapped. It's not refrigerated. It's just sitting there. So it looks like the day he bought it, huh? Um, No, it, it looks a little different. It's definitely looked stale, but it, it doesn't look 30 years old. Well, I mean, sure. there's a, there isn't mold growing out, of an, out on it nope. or anything like that? Not mold. Uh, it doesn't show any signs of bacterial growth. It doesn't seem to be rotting or decomposing in any way. What do you think chemicals do that to uh, to food? I don't know, but it doesn't seem as like though it's the sort of thing that should be going inside your gut. Probably not. 
So, final conclusions, Conrad. When's the ne- when's the next every- time you're gonna get fast food? Um, depends what you mean by fast food. Uh, but if if drive through include oh drive through probably <laughs> uh, August maybe. <laughs> so you, I mean, do you do you include ice cream? Well, yeah, it's part of the process, isn't it? it has its own process. But if, it, if if it's just the ice cream, and I'm just going to go home and mix it with brandy. I, I guess you're okay on that part. Because <laughs> if, if we're talking ice cream, it's it's closer to like once a week. Wow. Just once a week? Yeah. Um, most of the time I, I'll eat um, store-bought ice cream. I don't. Okay. Let, let me ask you, let me ask you in this way. How often yeah. do you eat ice cream? Um... It comes in spurts, but sometimes it can be every day for like six days and then <laughs> sometimes twice a day in those days. And then I'll go like three days without eating ice cream. And then <laughs> sometimes I've been known to go a whole two weeks without eating ice cream. <sighs> That's a long time. Yeah, I, I, I've eaten ice cream every day for the past couple months. So, yeah, which is why we really got onto this topic because ice cream is near and dear to the heart, and that somebody is deliberately out there trying to profit off of the theft of ice cream. It's just that is unexcusable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you make good ice cream, you should make good money. But if you deliberately put people from not getting ice cream, and you make money from people not getting ice cream, that's a crime. <laughs> Crime for getting for giving ice cream, totally acceptable. Crime for preventing ice cream, no, <laughs> sorry. We won't stand for that, yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> so I suppose my my final say, uh, my final words is I would check out um, uh, the Johnny Harris guy uh, with his um, ice cream thing, and then there was also a company that was trying to fix that. Um, what were they called? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, it was a guy off, like, Kickstarter or something. Yeah, and then... Yeah, I remember that. So, he made this machine that... It's like a like a tiny pocket computer that diagnostic. plugs in... Yeah, it plugs into the, the machine. And it actually will break down those barriers that were un-accessible uh, um, to the employees and actually tell them what's wrong with the machine. And then... Uh, McDonald's found out about this corporate McDonald's sent out emails saying if any franchise owners are caught with this machine with this um, computer in their machine that it will void their warranty it's not said that it could cause great bodily harm yeah yeah some BS like that (laughs) and and they said that uh, plug this electronic device into your machine and it tells you what what problems are going on with your machine and correctly identifies it, well, then uh, you, you could end up losing your fingers or something. <laughs> Who knows? It could blast boiling hot ice cream into your face. Just don't use it. Continue spending tons of money on our services. Yep. Yeah, and they said it was not a McDonald's-approved piece of tech and that they're working on their own piece of tech that franchise owners could use. But guess what? That company that they're working on, uh, working with to develop this uh, little computer that does the same thing, 
but not as well is being is being made and test tested by um powerhouse dynamics if i remember correctly which is uh, a company owned by the same company that owns taylor ice cream machines <laughs> doesn't look like mcdonald's wants to help their franchise owners huh like all right, you invested all this money to start up a McDonald's and sell our our food to people, but we're going to screw you over with this ice cream machine and we're going to make you pay more money to us. So, Eric, if you had were were to become a franchise, uh, you wanted to open a franchise, you want to be a franchise owner. Mhm. What what would you go with? What do you mean? Well, what rest? What fast food restaurant would you open up? Style? If you were going to be a f- yeah, if you were like, I got a building, and I'm going to turn it into a franchise. Pizza, uh, obviously. Fast food franchise. Okay, but yeah, I'm going to put a limit here on it. Has to be a burger joint. <sighs> okay, it has to be an already established company. I can't make one up myself. That's correct. It has to be a franchise. I I okay. I would go with Wendy's then. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I mean, it's better than Burger King. <laughs> and, and it's uh, definitely... What would be the last franchise you would open up? You mean the least? Yeah, like if you if you were to open a burger joint franchise, what would be the one that you would... And like somebody says, oh, no, uh, sorry, we, we're not going to open a franchise in that area. Uh, we, uh, you know... We don't want a franchise in downtown, whatchamacallit, place. We, and so that they say that you go through franchise after franchise and each one keeps denying you because of location or something. Sure. What is the last one that you would reach out to? Uh, Whataburger? <laughs> Not McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I wanted to get into the real estate business and maybe mcdonald's right because that's their secret that's their secret agenda for their business right it's all about them it's all yeah. about the real estate so if i'm but if i'm going it, for food come like an actual company that wants to sell food not just in the market for land yeah i would go to the least the least company i'd go with is probably whataburger oh okay <laughs> and uh you're you're a texan correct mr mr eric uh, born and raised. And uh, how does how does this betrayal to to your uh, home state? How does this make you feel? Betrayal? <laughs> yeah, it's Waterburger. You know, it's it's the most Texas fast food restaurant there is, right? Yeah. Well, no, not anymore. They got bought out by a Chicago company. Oh, oh like, okay. Like a few years ago. Then you're off the hook. Then you're off the hook. <laughs> I know that Dairy Queen advertises themselves as being a very Texan. Uh, Dairy Queen is also all around uh, the U.S. I don't think they started in Texas. But it's so weird because their slogan is DQ. That's what I like about Texas. But is that, right? only, is that only something that they do in Texas? I, I don't know. Like, Kansas. I, like yeah, I've, never seen, I've never seen a TV commercial for Dairy Queen in like California, for instance. Like I've never seen that. <laughs> so they're they must change the name of the state in their slogan. Or maybe they have a brand new slogan. I have no idea. It's interesting when to uh dive into these companies a little bit, you find you find out weird stuff about them. Well, I suppose <laughs> uh 
Okay. So, uh, Texas Monthly posted an article, um, uh, and it's questioning the Texan, Tex, Texanist, uh, well, the genuine Texasness of Dairy Queen. So apparently, it's lip service and not actually a real thing. <laughs> nice. I mean, certainly when I uh, growing up, Dairy Queen was. Uh, I always thought of Dairy Queen as being very Texas. There was only Dairy Queen in Texas. Yeah, and I want to say my family always went to Dairy Queen over Sonic. I was younger, so. I don't know. But I suppose that will conclude today's episode. I want to thank everybody for listening to the episode today. It was a little different, but then again, not really. We've talked about the food industry before. We've talked about, we've in the past have talked about GMOs being in foods and how um i think conrad i think you went into uh into detail about uh advertisement i think we did a whole episode about advertisement yeah that was a long time ago that, yeah that was like the beginning of the podcast <laughs> the first few episodes yeah i was talking about um the different ways in which they uh how they engineer clickbait and that sort of thing mm-hmm God, I really didn't change my number. Keep kidding. <laughs> Anyways, that will do it. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast episode. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.